Delegate Your ability to break through the ceiling also depends on your ability to delegate. Be prepared to delegate and elevate to your true God-given skill set. You'll have to delegate some of your responsibilities and elevate yourself to operate at your highest and best use. It's not practical for you to remain chef, headwaiter, and dishwasher as your company grows. By hanging on to all the tiny details, you're actually constricting the company's growth. When you experience that personal growth, the company will grow under you. This is exactly what is meant by letting go of the vine. When you let go, however, you need to make sure you're letting go of the right duties. The responsibilities that you delegate to other people have to be tasks that you have outgrown. These include things such as opening mail, writing proposals, approving invoices, and handling customer complaints. Sometimes we're afraid to pass off jobs that aren't much fun for others, but at a certain point you'll have to. The beauty of this transition is that there are people who have the skills and enthusiasm to do these jobs. Not only will you need to learn how to delegate and elevate, but the people around you will as well. Just as you need to figure out how to build an extension of yourself, your team can also extend the company by building teams under them, thus ensuring the company's continued growth. Predict Prediction in business is done on two basic levels, long-term and short-term. Long-term prediction. Publicly held companies predict earnings. When they later announce their actual earnings, either they hit the prediction or they don't. If they hit it, their stock continues to climb. If they miss, their stock simply drops. In a small to mid-sized privately held organization, you don't have the luxury of missing your prediction. If you do, it may put you out of business. Long-term predicting is the forecast of everything 90 days and beyond. To do so, your leadership team has to know where the organization is going and how you expect to get there. You do this by starting with the far future and working your way back. What is your 10-year target? What is your 3-year picture? Your 1-year plan? What do you have to accomplish in the next 90 days in order to be on track? At first, this task may seem daunting, so let's take a little pressure off. No one has a crystal ball. No one can know what will happen tomorrow with certainty. Long-term predicting is not really about foretelling what will happen. It's making a decision about what you will do tomorrow based on what you know today. Put another way, your leadership team has to climb the tree more often than others. I liken long-term prediction to a team of short-sighted people cutting a road through a jungle. They may be the most productive team that's ever cut a road, or they may be twice as productive as any other team before them. However, if there's no leader there to climb a tree and tell them where the road is going, they might very well be cutting a zigzag. Get good at taking the long view. As leaders, You'll need to stop working in the business 100% of the time, and as Michael Gerber, author of The E-Myth and The E-Myth Revisited, puts it, work on the business every so often instead. This discipline will get you to where you want to go faster. Short-Term Prediction While the long-term view addresses business needs 90 days and beyond, short-term focuses on the immediate future. 
These are the issues that will arise on a daily or weekly basis, and your ability to solve them will affect the long-term greater good of the organization. As a leader in an organization, you're probably hit with at least half a dozen problems a day. Most leaders are so buried in the day-to-day -day grind that they'll typically think up flimsy workarounds just to get nagging issues out of their way so they can make it to the next week. If this happens long enough, their whole organization will come to be held together by duct tape and twine, and it will ultimately implode. You'll need to do a good job of predicting so that you can make those problems go away forever and avoid a similar fate. Systemize There was probably a time when your business demanded that you fly by the seat of your pants. This involved reacting to every customer request, thinking on your toes, and being creative on the fly. At some point, though, certain actions have revealed themselves as redundant. That's when you should systemize them. There are really only a handful of core processes that make any organization function. Systemizing involves clearly identifying what those core processes are and integrating them into a fully functioning machine. You will have a human resource process, a marketing process, a sales process, an operating process, a customer retention process, an accounting process, and so on. These must all work together in harmony, and the methods you use should be crystal clear to everyone at all levels of the organization. The first step is to agree as a leadership team on what these processes are, and then to give them a name. This is your company's way of doing business. Once you all agree on your way, you will simplify, apply technology to, document, and fine-tune these core processes. In doing so, you will realize tremendous efficiencies, eliminate mistakes, and make it easier for managers to manage and for you to increase your profitability. By systemizing your organization, you will start to see how all five leadership abilities work together to break through the ceiling. There is a direct correlation between organizational adherence to core processes and your own ability to let go. Handing over a turnkey system to an accountable leader makes it easier for you to delegate and elevate. As long as he or she follows the process and possesses the skill set to do the job, you'll be confident that the job at hand will be accomplished correctly. Structure Lastly, you and your leadership team will need to structure your organization correctly. Your company needs to be organized in a way that reduces complexity and creates accountability. In addition, this structure should also be designed to boost you to the next level. Too many organizations become stuck because they are set in their old ways and unwilling to change to fit their expansion. Unfortunately, the structures of most small companies are either too loose or non-existent. Many of them have structures governed by ego, personality, and fear. You'll learn how to use the accountability chart so that you don't fall into this trap. This will enable you to implement a structure that encourages expansion and clearly defines everyone's roles and responsibilities. In summary, once you understand that hitting the ceiling is inevitable, you and your leadership team must employ these five leadership abilities 
To reach the next level, 1. Simplify the organization, 2. Delegate and elevate, 3. Predict both long-term and short-term, 4. Systemize, and 5. Structure your company the right way. The tools you're about to learn are all designed specifically to help you acquire those abilities. You can only run your business on one operating system. You must have one abiding vision, one voice, one culture, and one operating system. This includes a uniform approach to how you meet, how you set priorities, how you plan and set your vision, the terminology you use, and the way you communicate with employees. EOS is an operating system that puts everybody on the same page. Just as a computer program is made up of components that organize activity and various data into a system that enables its users to be more productive, EOS does the same for a business. If you assessed a handful of talented entrepreneurs, CEOs, sales managers, marketing directors, operations people and finance people on leadership teams solely as individuals, you'd probably bet on their company being a success. But even talented leaders can't be effective without first settling on a single operating system for their company. Often, two talented people can speak two completely different languages. What are your objectives? You mean my goals? What is the process? You mean the procedure? No, that's a system. I prefer to set monthly objectives. We've always set them weekly, and we call them action items. Imagine coaching a sports team with two distinct methods or running a country with two governments. When systems work at cross-purposes, your company is the ultimate loser. You cannot build a great organization on multiple operating systems. You must choose one. This book is offering you EOS. You must be open-minded, growth-oriented, and vulnerable. The late Dr. David Viscott, author of Risking, wrote, If you cannot risk, you cannot grow. If you cannot grow, you cannot become your best. If you cannot become your best, you cannot be happy. If you cannot be happy, what else matters? Similarly, in your business environment, you have to be willing to be open to new and different ideas. If you don't know something, you have to admit that you don't know. You have to be willing to ask for and receive help. Most of all, you have to know your strengths and weaknesses and let other people who are more skilled than you in a certain area take charge. Hard experience taught me the value of this belief. After one particularly unsuccessful engagement, I reflected back on why the EOS process did not work. It came down to a simple truth. The members of the leadership team weren't growth-oriented, either internally or externally, nor were they willing to be vulnerable or open-minded. We accomplished very little because it was a constant battle to make decisions and discuss difficult issues. As a result, we both ended up dissatisfied. I now look for these warning signs in initial interviews with potential new clients. In many cases, I'm forced to help clients understand why they are not ready for the EOS process. You cannot embark on this journey if you're not willing to be vulnerable. You have to let your guard down to see your organization for what it is. 
Eliminate the facade with your leadership team and invite openness and honesty. The leader who feels he has to have all of the answers and can never be wrong is completely missing the point. Being open-minded means being open to new ideas and being ready to change for the better. When your arms are folded, the wall is up and there is no getting in. The mind is like a parachute. It has to be open to work. You must also be growth-oriented to take this journey. I have met many people who say they want to grow, only to discover after further questioning that they are petrified by the challenge and turbulence that growth creates. They are content at the size they are, and there are many good arguments in favor of contentment. EOS, however, is a system designed to help you grow. In summary, the four fundamental beliefs are as follows. 1. You must build and maintain a true leadership team. 2. Hitting the ceiling is inevitable. 3. You can only run your business on one operating system. 4. You must be open-minded, growth-oriented, and vulnerable. If you accept these beliefs, you're ready to let go of the vine. Now it's time to learn the tools that will help you rise to the next level and build a stronger organization. Over the course of the next six chapters, you will learn how to strengthen the six key components of your organization. As you progress, you'll better understand the EOS structure, as well as why each component is reliant on the next. With that in mind, let's start where all traction starts, your vision.